Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you believe that there is more to life than what you see right now and you want to find out more, listen in as her guests share their journey and their extraordinary experiences. Now, here is your host, Rhonda Grant. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show. Sometimes the universe has a way of placing people or obstacles in your path to help guide and direct you on your mission. Listen in as we discover the path my guest has traveled. Has she been inspired by a calling, crafted her journey, or a bit of both? I invite you to embrace the conversations and to use them to help you to recognize if this is happening in your life. Our guest today is Whitney McNeil. Whitney is a certified medium and spiritual teacher and spiritual mentor. She has helped over 10,000 people connect with spirit. She is the founder of a multi-six-figure business, Messenger of Spirit, where she helps spiritual and ambitious souls learn how to understand their intuitive messages and communicate with their spirit guides through her four intuitive languages signature framework. She is also the host of the Spiritual and Ambitious Podcast. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show, Whitney. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be on the show. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show, for sure. My first question for you is, how old were you when you began to know or feel things? And when did you find out that everyone didn't have the same knowings? Hmm. Such a great question. I was very young. I remember living in a house in Delaware and I would see things in the house and I would also know things. There was a real pivotal point for me. I was in my bed. I was awake and I saw this shadow and a figure of a man at my doorway. And I said, dad, 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 no response. And this shadow walked closer to me. And I eventually just screamed and ran right through it. My parents room. And I asked them to check for footprints. It wasn't until I was older that I realized I ran right through it. And it was so very prominent in my mind that I really became so interested in this topic, but I became aware that people weren't very knowledgeable or supportive with these abilities because my parents were always telling me, you know, you have a great imagination or you were just dreaming and they were doing the best that they could just trying to not give any kind of fear energy to me. But what's really interesting, Rhonda, is after we moved from that house years later, when I was older, the family, even the guests that would come visit, it was all known that the house was haunted as what they said. And so it gave me this validation of, oh my goodness, what I really saw was actually real. 
But as I got older and I started talking to my peers about this topic, because there was such a lack of knowledge, what is intuition? What about spirits? And, you know, are they good? Are they bad? What, what is all of this unseen world? When I started to talk about this to my peers, I realized very quickly that this was very taboo and that they were not supportive of it either. So I really felt very alone and really wondered, is there anybody else there out there like me? So that's a short version of when I started to know and how at the same time I became really interested in it as well. Mm-hmm. So when you said you walked right through it, did, was it a ghost? Was it a spirit? What was it that you walked through? So I really, looking back at it, believe it was a spirit there. Mm-hmm. And it was just in a place where it was a darkened room. So I couldn't quite make out the details other than I really 100% thought it was a living, breathing person. And I just couldn't see because it was dark. Mm -hmm. So it was this place of what just happened. And it was really challenging for my brain to make sense of it until years later. But I would also see things too, Rhonda. I would Mm -hmm. see arrows shoot through the house. And we lived on land that had an ancestry that would make sense for that too. Mm -hmm. And just knowing who was calling when the phone would ring. So I became aware it wasn't just that one thing, but that was definitely the moment where it was so apparent to me that something had happened and I wasn't making it up. Mm -hmm. So what age were you when you saw when you found that person that also was curious about uh, your gifts, maybe had them of their own? And how did you end up developing, um, uh, you know, further in your gifts based on the groups that you would have belonged to? Sure. So I think this first experience I had with the shadow figure was probably around when I was three years old. And then I continued this fascination with this topic, but also couldn't really speak about it all the way up into my early twenties. And in my early twenties, I ended up being so scared. I shut everything down and I went through a health crisis and I got off my path for several years. And when I say got off my path, I had shut out any kind of intuitive insight And I was really making decisions based on what other people thought was a great idea for me versus myself. And it really took me going through that health crisis to realize that it was a safe space for me to open up my abilities. So what ended up happening, my aunt said, I'm going to take you to this alternative healing place. And at this time I was in my late twenties. And I said, all right, don't know how I'm even going to walk there, but that's okay. And what I mean by that is walking to the terminal to get on a plane. So they said, we'll just get you one of the wheelchairs and we'll wheel you down. Well, 
I went to this alternative healing place and I saw so many people utilizing the ability to work with spirit through healing and through readings and through shamanic journeying. And one of the readings, they said to me, you're going to do this. And I thought, no, 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 this is not possible. But I also removed some trauma in those four days. And after four days, I was able to go on a guided hike in the desert. And that's what really helped me realize this was real. You could utilize your abilities for the positive, to help people, to heal people. And that started my journey to seek out a mentor. So I finally found a mentor in my late twenties. And it was so nice because when I did, I realized he taught classes and I was able to meet other people too. And I remember in one of these classes, one of my best friends from then till today, still looked at me in the hallway and said, you look normal. <laughs> and, I <laughed. laughs> and I said, oh, yay. You <laughs> and you said what? It's Sorry. Oh, I said, you do too. Oh, it's okay. so, yeah. it's so funny. The stories we make up in our minds about how other people, you know, who may also feel the same way can be very grounded as well. So it's just so funny, but that really started to help me on my journey to hone my abilities so that it wasn't just here and there. It was a great way to access these abilities to help people through readings, help people uncover their own intuitive abilities, and also to help people understand the messages that they've been blocking. And it was a really beautiful experience. I'm so grateful I had it. And I needed it. I, I feel like I am the type of person who's a little skeptical, even though I do this mm -hmm. and I needed a little bit of a slap in the face, if you will, to understand that this is real. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I, I had these abilities um, and, and to the point in my twenties, I asked them to be taken away because I wasn't grounded enough. And I didn't have anybody to, to talk with. I didn't know anybody who had uh, the abilities that I had. And so I'm really pleased that you found a mentor, Whitney. And where did you find the mentor? I really believe it was spirit guided. Yes. I had put out this intention to the universe. I had searched online and found nothing. <laughs> So finally they're hidden. It was, they are hidden. And I thought yeah. there has to be people that mm -hmm. think the way I think. And finally I heard this name from someone else in the community. And so I felt in my body, I need to look this person up and, and then it just happened. It was, yes, I'm going to do this, but I will tell you, I was so nervous going to that first class <laughs> and I knew somewhere in my body, I needed to do this, which really brought me on a wonderful journey. Mm -hmm. And so you, how long did you stay with your mentor or are you still with your mentor? Uh, he's now in spirit. So he'll come in to help a little bit, but I stayed with him as long as he was here on the earth plane. And it was a really beautiful experience because I started to learn from him. And then I started to teach with him. And then we actually founded a spiritualist church together. Mm. So it was a wonderful friend. He was a wonderful friend as well, not just a mentor and learned so much. And 
it's really helpful to also find people that really understood the things that you were seeing, sensing, feeling, knowing, and they didn't look at you weird. They said, oh yeah, I totally understand that. <laughs> so finding a supportive community was really, really uh, integral for me. Mm-hmm. That's really important. And I mean, there's people right now that are listening to the show and they probably have feelings of intuition and different energies that they're feeling, and it might be confusing to them and they don't know what to do um, and where to go. Um, so you teach classes? I do. That's my passion. I started okay. my business doing Reiki sessions and doing readings and everyone really loved the readings and it, it took off. Uh, which I did love for a while, but my passion was to help people access their own abilities. It was a natural process when people would receive a reading from me, they would say, how did you learn to do this? And do I have these abilities? And my answer was always, yes, you do. They just might look a little different than what it looks like for me. So I love to teach people a step-by-step grounded way. And I talk about the four intuitive languages because there is a language um, where people will think they're not intuitive at all until they understand it. So I really want people to feel very empowered with their intuition. And I want to bring knowledge into their world because sometimes people assume intuition just happens when it happens, but it's actually an asset that you can utilize in your daily life and business to really help you make those aligned decisions. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's a beautiful segue into you talking about the uh, four different types of uh, intuition language, because people will want to know how they can identify it. Absolutely. There, there's four. So the first one, and by the way, this is not in a priority. It's just the first one right. I happen to talk about, yeah. but the seer. So the seer will see spirit clairvoyantly. And generally speaking, if you're wondering if you're a seer, because clairvoyance comes in many ways, you may start to understand that your eyes are a bit more sensitive, or you might be someone who's a visual learner. You take in energy and information through sight. So this can look differently. You could literally see a shadow person just like I did. Or you could see a color or a flash of light, like an orb, or when you close your eyes, you might see images. It could even be images of where you've been that day, numbers and things like that. So seers will tend to visualize. If I were to say, picture your day tomorrow and you close your eyes and you see what you're doing, most likely you've got that ability as a seer. You're already taking in information and energy through that pathway. So what you need to do is shift your energy and increase it so that you can become more aware of the spirit energy that's around. Now, if you're an owl, an owl will hear Claire audiently and some indications you're an owl and you're an audio learner and might even love listening to podcasts just like you are right now, Mm -hmm. but also you might talk to yourself. You might find that music is very important or silence is very important and owls will hear a message through external voice or inner voice. So external voice 
isn't actually the most pronounced. Sometimes you might hear, wait a minute, somebody's outside of my window right there. And then no one is, or you might hear ringing in the ears, or you might hear birds chirping when spirit is trying to tell you, yes, you're right. Or yes, you're on the right path or something of that sort. But most of the time it comes to your inner reading boys. And a lot of my students question, am I making this up? Am I talking to myself? Or is this in fact intuitive? And my answer to that is spirit gives you messages so quickly that your brain doesn't even have time to process the thought. So let's say that you want to know an answer to something and you say, hey, my spirit guides, I would love to know what the right next step is. Well, oftentimes before you even get the whole sentence out in a thought or out loud with your mouth, you will receive the answer very quickly. So that's mm -hmm. one of the indications it's intuitive. Mm -hmm. And the same applies for the clairvoyant with symbols or colors. It often comes in very quickly. Now, another language is the language of the empath and the empath will feel their messages through clairsentience. So this could be, I'm feeling it's a yes in my gut or I'm feeling it's a no. Or you can also feel emotions, sensations in your body, such as coolness, hot, tingles. So let's say that you're talking to your guides and there's a decision coming up. With that decision, your yeses might look like a tapping or a sensation or a wave of cool on your right side or left side. And a no might be tapping sensations on the opposite side or perhaps nothing. So the empath will really understand their messages through feelings. So that's not just the gut and it's all those combined. And then the channeler is a language I just love talking about. It's mm -hmm. my second strongest language. And this is really the language language where so many people don't feel like they're intuitive because we're taught that it has to come through feeling, sight, or sound. A lot of that is from watching movies and things of that sort. Channelers have an intense knowing about something and their body reacts to it. So it is similar to instinct in a way where you didn't hear it, feel it, or see it your body is reacting to this energy and channelers actually have one of the clearest connections to their intuition, their spirit world, because their body is connected. So an example, let's say that you are hiking and all of a sudden you just can't make your legs go down the trail. Well, that would be an example physically of your body reacting to something that you don't know and that you can't make sense of. Another example can also be metaphorically too, if you're going down this path and for some reason you just can't do it. Let's say that you're in bed. This actually happened to me recently. Mm -hmm. I had a marketing plan for a specific thing I was launching in my business and I had received the answer from spirit months ago. And I knew that this is something they wanted me to do, but I was in bed for three days. I couldn't do it. I couldn't make my mm. body do it. Mm -hmm. And finally, after three days, it dawned on me, oh, this is not the right thing right now. Doesn't mean the message was wrong. It's just not the right thing for me right now. And as soon as I made that decision, yes. I felt better and more energy. So channelers can be a little confusing sometimes. 
And it's a, just a knowing that happens or your body. So those are the four intuitive languages. You can also smell things from spirit and taste things from spirit, but they're usually not the main four. And you can have one of these, some of these, or all of these, and they change throughout the years too. So let's say that you're a seer primarily now. Well, in two years time, maybe you're more of an empath. There's no right or wrong. I just encourage everyone to lean into how their energy is designed and learn all the languages so they can be accessible to their intuitive messages. Mm-hmm. One of the questions that I have for you is when I had my accident, I was T-boned and I was during, it was during my recovery and I started writing. I felt like I was called to write my book, Magical Forces Was In. And I would come to the computer and I'd start writing and I, I didn't want to call it a download and I didn't want to call it channeling simply because I wasn't educated enough to what was going on. But there were sentences and paragraphs that just came to me. Um, and it seemed to live outside, uh, in like outside common reality, but still within my, my uh, energy field. Yeah. And by goodness, I had to type like the wind to record <laughs> all of that. You know, good thing I'm a fast typer. Um, what, what is that? Do you, can you explain to me what that might be? Cause I'm sure if it's happening to me, it's probably mm -hmm. happening to other people too. Yes. It definitely happened to me all through my teenage years. I would write these poems and this message from spirit. And I'd look mm -hmm. at the page later and use, I've used different words that I don't even use. So it's definitely from spirit. It really depends on how it's coming in. So if you're hearing what to write, that would be clear audience. But right. most of the time with writing, it's channeling. I would call it a channeler yeah. skill set. And one of the things I teach my students is inspirational writing and automatic writing. Mm -hmm. So that's really more of a strong way for channelers to come through. So usually what happens is that we attract a spirit that helps inspire us to step into that part of our purpose. And we know what to say, we know what the message is, and we just are writing. And sometimes too, Rhonda, it's I'm just writing and typing and writing and typing. And I don't know what I'm saying until I read the piece of paper later. Mm -hmm. And it's so, letter perfect. Yeah. That's what I found. Absolutely. I'm like, it, the editors never edited anything that was brought down that way to me. So mm -hmm. it sits in spirit, does it? And and I believe uh, I, I had a I had an experience uh, in my twenties where I was writing a song and I quit writing a song. I was a young mom, and it just came to me and I started writing the song. Well, by goodness, um, in a couple of months, that song was on the radio. The <gasps> words that I had written uh, were on the radio, Barbara Streisand. I can't remember her, uh, uh, who she did the duet with. It was sitting mm -hmm. over coffee and I was writing this and I, and I stopped because, you know, motherhood has its needs. Right. And yeah. so I just really believe, and, and maybe you can speak to this too, is that if we don't grab onto these morsels and get them recorded and take ownership of them, they just pick up and they just go and to someone who will. Yes. Um, is, I agree with that. that. Yeah, you agree I, with that? 
I do. I had this overwhelming urge years ago to write a book mm-hmm. and I started that book and then life happened, things happened. And I also think that at that time I had some limiting beliefs that I needed to work through before oh, I would yes. bring that to life. But then last year I had this overwhelming <laughs> message from the spirit <laughs> yes. and one of my friends uh, released her book into the world and I was so excited for her. And I said, oh, I'm so happy for you. And I was watching her marketing and I heard clearly from my spirit guides, you need to get your act together and write your book. And I said, okay, so here we go. Okay. <laughs> so I'm in that process. Now, the great news is that I really believe if you have something in your purpose and path that you need to accomplish for a lesson that your spirit needs to learn, or if there's something that needs to come specifically through you, that even if you delay it, you can come back around and you'll do it. It might look different than it would have 10 years ago, but if it's something that's in your purpose and path, absolutely. Now, did the book that I was going to write make it to now? No, it's a completely different book. And there has been other books, you know, out there since that I do believe spirit would have chosen someone else and said, Hey, we need to get this message out from quicker. So we're going to give you a book, but not right now. Uh, That's interesting. So what are five ways um, for people to have confidence in their intuitive gifts? Yeah, that's a great question. So one of the things that I recommend is to absolutely find your intuitive language and then develop it. So many times we live in expectation of what a message should look like for you. And when we live in this place where we're looking for the message or we think it's going to come in a certain way, we miss the messages that are being sent to us. Okay. So really it's about how is your energy designed? Where can you find that you've perhaps received an intuitive message before that you might not have realized was intuitive? So really developing and understanding what that is for you is important. And then the next thing is to consistently develop that intuition as well, because sometimes we just see intuition as you know, how it just happens when it happens, but the more that you're consistent in developing it with exercises, the more prominent it becomes. It's similar to if you were to tell me not necessarily you, but someone who does, Mm -hmm. you know, I've never, I've never exercised, but I'm going to just run five miles today. Well, it might be challenging if your body is not conditioned to do it. So the more that you make this a priority and you develop it, you'll start to recognize the intuition a bit more. Now, the next thing to have more confidence in your intuitive abilities is to have validation. The more that you're able to validate the messages that come through your brain, then receives the proof. So you can do this in a couple different ways. When you are developing your intuition and you're receiving a message, write it down and document it. Or if you're not someone that can write it down, you feel like it's just too cumbersome. You could record a note in your voice memo app. And that is something that will document it. Mm -hmm. And then you can reflect on them later. And I love to do this 
years ago. Oh, look what came through. Isn't that really nice? So it's a great validation. Now, if you also want to do validation, you can do this with a partner. So that's what I love to do inside the program that I teach, where we'll partner you up with someone so that you're receiving messages for someone else. And that person can say, yes, I understand that. Because so many times we don't trust ourselves, but we'll trust someone else telling us that it makes sense for them. I know, I know. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, it, you know, speaking of that too, Rhonda, I have seen so many students tell me at the end of the program that they've learned to love themselves. And I never imagined that connecting to your intuition and your spirit guides would produce that effect logically, mm -hmm. but it does mm -hmm. because you trust yourself, you become more authentic with your decisions and it feels really, really nice to do that. Mm -hmm. Now, another way to have more confidence is to create a clear mind. So if you're trying to receive your messages while you're on the go or thinking of your grocery list or whatever it is, and you're also asking to receive messages, it's going to be really hard for you to discern if this is intuitive or not. So one of the things that I teach my students to do is to talk to their spirit guides five to 15 minutes each day and ask them for help. But then before they receive the intuitive messages, clear their mind. So your mind exists outside of your body. Your brain is kind of just the computer that runs the body, but the mind contains the thoughts and the emotions. That's why when someone passes over into spirit, they're still able to come through in a reading or to someone who's developed their intuition mm -hmm. and give them accurate information or dates because it's still stored in their mind and the mind still stays with us when we pass over. So when you are clearing that mind and you can imagine that your mind is going to the right and the left, you're creating a super highway for spirit so that the message comes through clearly. And I would recommend you do this five to 15 minutes each day wow. and know that whenever your mind is clear, that you are receiving intuitive messages. And the more that you practice this, the easier it is. And you don't have to meditate for an hour. Meditation is wonderful, mm -hmm. but you can clear your mind in five seconds. Mm -hmm. And then another piece, and I could continue going on, but I'll say the fifth way yeah. that I feel you can develop more confidence in your abilities is to receive support and find someone to help. This is because if you're trying to figure out out on your own, it can be really confusing. And I did that. I read books and had CDs and watched videos as much oh, as I yes. could. You're hungry, right? <laughs> yeah. You're hungry you want, for it. You want that knowledge. But when you really receive support or from someone who's done this before, whether it's a mentor of yours or someone that you know that's that's gone through this, you will feel more supported and validated yourself, not necessarily from your intuitive messages, but more of a, this is safe. Okay. Someone else okay. feels this way. I need to ask questions here. And when we hold these things inside, we question ourselves over and over and we second guess ourselves over and over when we're able to speak it into existence or speak to someone else. 
it is so helpful because we are being really seen. It's often the fear of being seen and fear of speaking into being what we're experiencing that can really limit our intuition and really knock down our confidence because we're not sure. The more that we express and live in our authenticity, the easier it is for us to be more confident in what we're receiving as well. So talking about it, support, asking questions, just finding that, that person or community for you too. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's wonderful. I could, this could go on for a long time. <laughs> yeah, <it could>. <laughs> because <laughs> There's so, so many questions that I have. You're listening to the Rhonda Grant show right now, whose podcast has been treated with digital audio health by my sponsor, Cymatrax. And today I'm speaking with Whitney McNeil. Whitney, how may people reach you if they want to find out more information about your programs um, and the different things that you offer? Absolutely. So you can find me through my website, messengerofspirit.com. And you can also take my free quiz to help you determine your primary intuitive language at messengerofspirit.com forward slash quiz. I'd love for you to reach out to me over on Instagram. You can find me at messenger of spirit and tell me your ahas from this episode. And you can also listen to my podcast, the spiritual and ambitious podcast. Mm, wonderful. Wonderful. So do you feel that you've been called to your journey? I mean, it was a rough road there for you for quite, quite a lot of years. Yes, I definitely feel that there was this call. And what's so interesting is when I was younger, I felt I was here for a purpose, a reason, a mission. And I also felt that no one really understood me or that Mm -hmm. I really felt I wanted to help heal people. And I wanted to provide some sort of service in this metaphysical kind of world. But I did not see a clear path for myself because so many times we're taught, you go to school, you go to college and Mm -hmm. you get a job. Mm -hmm. So I did some of those things and it wasn't very fulfilling. And finally, after that health crisis, I felt my purpose again. I felt the call like Whitney, it's time. You are going to continue to go down this road and you're not going to be healthy. You're going to be surrounded by negativity. If you continue to make decisions that are not aligned with your path and your purpose, but we're here when I say we, I mean, my spirit guides, we're here Mm -hmm. to help you get back on your path. So I really felt when I opened my energy back up, that everything was very synchronistic. I decided I want to take a Reiki class and I met the right people. And I met so many wonderful friends through that who are still my friends to this day. And it was like connecting the dots. It was finally, it took me to this place where I pretty much felt there was no other option, but to live my purpose. There was no other option, but to do this. And it was through a strong intuitive knowing, but also feeling how sensitive I was. I really couldn't work in a job that I didn't like. I didn't like the hours Uh, being a highly sensitive person. I knew that I needed to work for myself, but I had all these limiting beliefs that I couldn't make a living at spiritual type of things. And I didn't really have the support 
that was around me that believed it either until I did find my spiritual community and I did see other spiritual entrepreneurs. So it was a huge leap of faith. That's how it felt for me. But Rhonda, I dipped my toes in the water. I started to work at a Reiki clinic and contract Mm -hmm. there Mm part-time. I built my business that way. And then one day it was as if spirit kind of forced my hand and I actually had asked them to do it because I thought I'm never going to take this leap unless I get really clear signs here. Mm -hmm. So they know that I have the channeler as my second language. And I actually got up and left the full-time job I had, I just walked out. I never would have done that. I was horrified that I did this, but the company actually asked me to work from home for the rest of the year. And my part-time business went from part-time to full-time like overnight. I'm not kidding. It's, I don't know if the Google algorithm changed, but I know that spirit inspired me. So whatever was meant to happen was meant to happen at that time. And that's how I ended up doing this. I really feel that I'm living my purpose through my business Mm -hmm. at this point. And at some point I might live my purpose, not through my business, but that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, but that's what you're doing now. And this is what you've been guided to do. Right. And I find that, um, you know, we, people call them intuitive hits. I get many of them. And the reason I get many of them now is because I listen and I take action. Um, I've had times in my life where I went, oh, you know, I'll, I'll look after that later. And then, you know, later is like, well, look at the mess I'm in now, because I didn't listen. I didn't take action. And, and things didn't work out the way they could have worked out if I listened to the intuition hits that I was getting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are like that. Goes, I knew I should have listened to that when that, that message came to me, right? What mm-hmm. extraordinary discovery have you had in your life, Whitney? Mm, great question. I am going to answer it in a way of, My extraordinary discovery is really, to be honest, knowing that I can co-create with spirit and that I'm not limited in that way. And when I finally saw that, it was more of a, oh, wait a minute. I came into this world from spirit and I'm not supposed to be in a suffering kind of way. Wait a minute. I can act actually create what I want to create and I can move where I want to move. And it was this aha moment of spirits going to support me when I follow these inspired actions. And if I hadn't discovered that I would have never moved my family across the country to Sedona solely based on my intuition, getting Mm -hmm. a house sight unseen, you know, things like that. And it feels so freeing for me to have discovered that. So that's Mm -hmm. really, I feel like a a powerful moment in my life where I felt a huge shift from feeling like I was living in a box Mm -hmm. to feeling like I was free to create. Mm -hmm. And Sedona, there's really good energy in Sedona, isn't there? 
There is, but it's intense, Rhonda. It's It's so intense. Mm -hmm. It is. It amplifies anything that you're experiencing. So if you're feeling wonderful, it'll amplify that. If you're feeling not so great, it amplifies that too. Mm -hmm. But there's so many different energy spots that you can visit to help clear things. And that's why it's so transient too. Not a lot of people can withstand the energy that Sedona brings. Okay. So people come here for a time to heal and then they will go on their journey or they'll come here and absolutely love it. And we actually lived in the heart of Sedona for several years. And it was so intense that we would have to drive at least once a week somewhere else to just get like a reprieve here. Just to get a break. And <laughs> yeah, just to get a break. That's so, so interesting. I love it's, it. It's interesting for sure. So We actually live a little outside of Sedona, but we still see the red rocks and we go into Sedona quite a bit. So it's an interesting energy, but it's very healing and clearing too. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a mystical experience um, in my thirties, early thirties. My husband and I won a trip actually to uh, Las Vegas and we decided to fly fixed wing um, over the Grand Canyon. They're still doing it today. And I was terrified to get in that little plane and they put me in the back. I was absolutely terrified. But once in the air and I was looking down how gorgeous it was, I had a mystical experience and I wanted to write. And I I didn't have anything at that time. I didn't write things down. I remember I was, you know, clever enough, I could remember them. (laughs) But I had such an experience that and I never did. I I don't know what um, came to me, because I didn't write it down. I didn't write it down later. And I think that sometimes uh, different places have different energies. And Mm -hmm. people who are that live at the vibrational frequency that you do, and I do, that it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. It's a very powerful thing. I think so too. I also have seen from spirit, they'll show me a map of the world and I'll see these little lights on the map. Mm-hmm. And if someone's asking if they're going to move, I can feel and see the energy of where it's best aligned for them. So what's what country, what state, and it's this frequency. There are certain places that have frequency Mm -hmm. and, and even within, let's say a state itself, there's different frequency in each town and each section of the state as well. And sometimes we need to go different places to feel different energy, to feel really inspired. And I think it's really wonderful. It's, I could tell when I lived on the East coast that it was not my frequency. And when I first visited Arizona in general, that's where I had my first healing experience after my crisis, I felt like it was home. This this is my home. Mm -hmm. And it took me several. I got goosebumps when you told me that. It was, it was, it was past life and this life too. Was, this is home. Mm-hmm. So I set my intention to the universe to move here and I had no idea how it would happen. And we came out here to lead a retreat in Sedona. And as soon as I came out, I said, Oh, this 
is the home in Arizona. And it felt like a warm hug. And I cried when I had to leave. <laughs> it's just, wow. it was almost like, almost like a person in a way, like I can't leave here, you know? So we're all drawn to different places and there's so many different energies that can support us too in different ways. You know, one place will support you in, let's say relationship things. And one place might support you in, in clearing. And then another place might be, this is home. And this is just more of a permanent kind of place. So it's really interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is very interesting. Well, thank you very much for being on the show. It's been a wonderful journey with you. I knew we were going to have a really nice journey. So thank you very much for uh, sharing your gifts with us. And uh, perhaps uh, one more time, let the uh, audience know where they can reach you. Thank you so much for having me, Rhonda. And you can find me over at messengerofspirit.com. And I have a free quiz for you, messengerofspirit.com forward slash quiz. And I work with spiritual and ambitious souls through my online courses and group coaching programs. So I hope to see you over there. Wonderful. Thanks so much. And thanks for tuning in. Oh, absolutely. Theme song for the Rhonda Grant show, Sun on the Water, is composed and performed by my friend, John Park Wheeler. This is Rhonda Grant with The Rhonda Grant Show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to The Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rondagrantauthor.com. That's rondagrantauthor.com. Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax.